Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are live in our final Borgata show oh. ever. But the WIP will still be here. Yes. It be a different people. But uh, we have loved our 20 years here. And I really love because on Fridays... Many of these years, uh, we've had an opportunity to talk to uh, maybe the most brilliant coaching mind yep. we've ever had a chance to. And that's Dick Vermeil. He is a Hall of Famer. It is sponsored right now by Independence Blue Cross. Learn more at IBX.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick Vermeil. Hi, Dick. Good morning. All right, so, Dick, I got this stuff today from Julian Love, a member of the Giants, who is questioning <laughs> how well Sirianni has coached this team because he's saying it's so talented Anybody could do it. You're a Hall of Fame coach. Are you impressed with how, what Nick has done this year, Dick? Yeah, very much so. You right. know, there's a lot of people who have talented teams that don't win as many games. Okay, and there are there are a few coaches that the talent on the team is very limited and still win a lot of games, but they don't get to the Super Bowl. But I would say Nick has done an outstanding job. I mean, it's just how can you fault him? I know you get on him once in a while through the season. But uh, I think he's done an outstanding job. He's, uh, to me, he's a candidate for Coach of the Year, along with Doug Fisher, for two different reasons. Dick, tell us how, what it's like. What we see from afar is that he has created a great culture on the team. How hard is that for a coach to do? Well, you know, his approach, I think, is very easy to accept in that he really believes in uh, limited practice times and, and limited contact and, and you know, he has a large staff so he can break down practices into small segments and then put them back together and the team works and that kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, everyone's going to love that. <laughs> and then to be able to tie that in with great success, I was skeptical by myself early when he starts saying, well, we're going to drop this, we're OTAs, we're cutting them in half. Well, we won't have the mini camp, but oh, yeah. we're, worried. We're, well, we're worried about the veterans, so we'll give them Wednesday off. Well, I'm not a skeptic anymore. I learned something new. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Dick, I'm just curious. Uh, there's one area where he's kind of compared to you. On the sideline, he's very emotional. Um, is that a good thing? And uh, were you able to contain your own emotions when you were a coach? Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> more later? Yeah, Maybe more I when you were older? Uh, you have to coach with your own temperament and, uh, and be who you are. And uh, sometimes it'll be a strength. And I'm sure there were many times it was weakness. <laughs> I've had players come off the field and say, Coach, will you quit screaming at me? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But it worked. Uh, I, and it's fun to watch, though. Montgomery did that. 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know, emotion. Be who you are. That's a great. That's a great message. Um, uh, we're also getting some negative commentary this morning, Dick, from uh, Jerry Jones, who said that you know, if you want to be a GM and empty your bucket, go right to the max and all. You can mortgage your future to try to win one year. I don't necessarily see that Howie has done that. Uh, tell, we haven't really talked much about Howie. How do you think he did in putting together this roster, Dick? Oh, outstanding. I mean, really, I, I, I don't know anyone who's ever done a better job uh, of, of patching a roster up quickly. And, you know, he's had an advantage in that his quarterback isn't the highest-paid quarterback in the league yet. Okay, yet. Okay, so it allows him more room in the salary cap yep. to do things with a dollar sitting here. When uh, when you don't have it, then it's tougher. But I think he'll still find a way to do a great job. He's I don't think I don't think he can find fault in anything he's done this year or even last year, really. Hey, Dick, uh, when you were a coach, did you like Jerry Jones? You know, I always thought he would be a good guy to coach for because you're always going to have good players. Yeah, he's always going to spend money. He's always going to be involved. I I don't you know I don't. I've never talked to a head coach that uh, told me the truth, whether they uh, really enjoyed how much he interfered with all the rumors and that kind of stuff. But, you know, everyone thought Sean Payton was going to go to Dallas and, and, and take my place, but uh, it didn't happen. So yeah. I, I would say, I, you know, I've never had any problems getting along with an owner because I always thought whatever he thought was number one, he's number one, he owns the team. You know? Yeah, so that's for sure. Follow that chain of command. And, uh, but so I, I would say I think I could have worked for him. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Dick, uh, this is a long time ago. This is before the Super Bowl was as big as it is now. But in 1981, when you were there with the Eagles, you have often looked back on that and said that you would have approached it differently because that the, you really insulated the players from all the hoopla. Um, could you talk a little bit about what you learned by – doing it that way that year and then winning the Super Bowl later in your career? Well, I definitely think I could have done a better job with the offense. Uh, you know, we went into that game. Rodney Parker, a walk-on wide receiver, started as wide receiver in that game because my number two and number three wide receivers were injured and couldn't play. So, And then I, I moved the game plan around and used Wilbert Montgomery. Look at the stats. I think he was the leading receiver. He was split out a lot, so I had to use my number two running back yeah, position, Perry Harrison, in the backfield all the time is when we won one back. And, you know, nobody could replace Robert Montgomery as a running back within our scheme at that time. Uh, I think maybe someone else could have replaced him maybe a little bit as a wide receiver outside. I could have left him inside. Okay. And uh, in our approach to uh, preparation, Leonard put on, you know how Leonard Toes was, he put on a huge team party Wednesday night of the first week in the bye, okay? And, and I think it gave everybody the impression that we already run the, won the big one. <laughs> oh. You know, Patty Bell was there. I mean, yeah. he had this first class. I don't know what he spent, but he spent a lot of money on it. And, but it was like celebration of the Super Bowl when we hadn't won the Super Bowl yet. <laughs> and uh, that might have, that, you know, he asked me if he could do it. And I said, Loader, enter me Leonard you're the owner you can do what you want uh, you know just to not do it but if you want to do it go ahead and he did if it were me today I'd say no freaking way so, really so do it. 
Oh, so you should wait. Hold off on the celebration until you have the biggest thing to celebrate. Is that the message, Dick? Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, it, I, I, you know, I got to say. It, but, that, you know, it, it takes the same thing to get to a Super Bowl and lose as it does to get there and win. And sometimes when you lose it right off the bat, you don't think of that. The further you are away from your loss, the more you recognize and appreciate and how grateful you are for having gotten there and what your players did to get there. Our Super Bowl ended up unbeaten Dallas because of the rivalry between the two teams for the NFC Championship. You know, And that wasn't the Super Bowl. It was just the NFC Championship game. But in our minds, it almost overpowered the next week. You know. Dick, uh, you ended up walking away a year after that Super Bowl loss. Did that impact your decision to take some time away from the game? I think it made a contribution, but I don't think it impacted it that much. I, I know I'm sure it was a factor, but I was my own worst enemy. <laughs> and my wife is standing right here in front of me, cleaning off the sink, and <laughs> shaking her head, yes, you're your own worst enemy. But uh, I was at that time, and, uh, you know, I did what I thought I had to do. And there might have been a little depression in it. I know a lot of different things with my intense personality at that time affected it. But the big thing was I couldn't get over a loss. And then that negatively influenced my preparation for the next game. And then we would win a game, then uh, I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd get so tied up right away in uh, getting prepared for the next game. Uh, I wouldn't take a breath and say, gosh, we did a good job. Right. But, Dick, you you took a – amazing 14-year break, uh, made it big in broadcasting, and then came back. Did you come back because you had some unfinished business? You you want to take another stab at winning a Super Bowl? I think that was part of it. Yeah, I'm not so much winning the Super Bowl, just leaving as I might left, you know, and, and not feeling good about it. But uh, I came out, came back much more mature. I'd watched a lot of coaches coach. I said a lot of offense staff meetings. I said in quarterback meetings, I said in didn't talk with NFL coaches years, the Shulas, the Landry's, the, you know, the Parcells, the Gibbs, and, uh, and you know, I, I started thinking, you know, I did some of these things just like they're doing them. I think I did some of them better, and they're doing them. And there's a lot of things they did better that I could incorporate if I ever coached again. And that, I think, helped me mature in my thinking, in the evaluation process of what has to be done. And, of course, when I came back, I couldn't do it all. I, you know, I had a 10-man staff at, at the Eagles, which was the largest staff in football at that time. And then when I, I came back in the, the Rams, I had like a, a 15-man coaching staff. And then at the Chiefs, they were like an 18-man coaching staff. You know? So wow. you spread the responsibilities for in preparation over more people. So it lightens your load. And I could no longer be my own offensive coordinator, call my own plays from my own offense because I'd been away from it too long. So – I delegated, and I think I did a pretty good job of hiring, uh, surrounding myself with really fine coaches, a lot of experience, and uh, I provided an atmosphere in which they could coach. I, I presented a football player to them in the frame of mind to be coached, and if they didn't want to be coached, then they didn't stay there very long. Okay. And it all worked out. I was very fortunate. Dick, one last thing, because um, you waited so long for that moment, and then you won the Super Bowl and a really close play right near the goal line. Could you yeah. just describe what you felt when you realized you had finally won it? What was that like for you? 
You know, uh, I've said this before, but obviously I've been asked that question many times. It's, if I were a Harvard English major, I could probably put it into words, you know. Yeah. But being an old San Jose State PE major, physical education, I don't have the vocabulary that would really properly describe the feeling. My first thought was sharing this, being able to share that experience with so many wonderful people that created it. You know, my family, now I can remember they're, they're grabbing me to pull me to the, to the big winter stand. I said, I'm not going that second stand until I find my family. <laughs> and I left. Okay. Wow. Share that experience with them and, and, and your players. Uh, because the coach knows how much work and everything and how fortunate you are in regard to winning that game. It just magnifies the contribution of so many people. You know, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it's just hard to say. It really, I don't, I don't know what to compare it with. You know, it's it's a wonderful feeling. I know that. Well, I want, I, I love the way you describe that. There aren't words. That's such a perfect description. Uh, listen, everybody out there, there are no words when you try some Vermeil wines because it's that's spectacular stuff. Whatever one we choose. Go to VermeerWines.com for the coaches at Tire Wine Selection. Dick, thank you so much for doing this. We'll get your prediction next week. Thanks, Dick. All right. Take care. The great Dick Vermeer. And and he was so emotional. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it worked. So people now that don't like the mugging that Nick Sirianni does, it's Philadelphia. Do you understand? He is one of us now. And it's it, people should embrace that. And people that don't, screw them. We're going to have another parade in another week or so. No. Screw you. You're not. And by ah. the way, you have the argument about who was here first. Yeah. And this is cool because a guy named Larry Mullen has checked in. Oh, Larry Mullen. Oh. First, he's just All a right. great What is guy. the answer? says, uh, you guys were first. I brought the show from another uh, casino <laughs> when I left for Borgata. Hope you're doing well. There it is. And Larry just Mullen, so you one know, of the great guys. But ever. I am not starting this <laughs> argument. I will defer. <laughs> To the king of Saturday morning. <laughs> Angelo, to stop Pat. it. Rhea, that, he is. It's an accurate statement. <laughs> Hi, Pat. How are you today? <laughs> Pat, are you there? <laughs> Pat is not there. I will go to Chris and Pittman. Hi, Chris. Hey, Angelo. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I got to just say that you and I share the same hatred for Andy Reid. I've been saying all week, Kermit the Frog and the Fat Mustache are going down. We're taking them down. I, I Like I said, when we played the Patriots and Tom Brady, how everybody talked about how great he was, and I can't wait to take Mahomes down. Like Arsenal said, I want to put such a beat on that kid that he questions whether he ever wants to play again. It is beautifully be said. Chris, can I, uh, let's say you and I are at a bar, and just for the sake of argument, I am an Andy Reid devotee, right? And I say to you, i got to tell you something. I don't know who to root for in this game because, man, Andy Reid gave us 14 great years here in Philadelphia. He wasted, he wasted 14 years of our lives in Philly. Screw him. Can't Chris, stand seriously? Him. Chris. I'm in the 22% that can't stand him. But we're, don't, we're so much more vocal than the 78%. Where are they, Chris? Do you have a lot of friends that love this guy? I poured my heart and soul into this team. I'm 45, and I couldn't wait till Andy Reid got out of town. Couldn't wait. I want to take his ass down Sunday, Hedman. Oh. When I, I was watching ESPN, they got Mahomes in the top five greatest of all time. Are you kidding me? Chris, I, if you were here right now, I would hug you. 
I just want you to know that. Hey, Winner or weasel, man. Chris. You have no idea how much you're going to be missed. Well, you thank you, Chris. You're too kind. Give me a winner or weasel better than Nick Sirianni's daughter or the Niner fans. My, I got two. My winner is Lane Johnson for what he's doing, putting his right, body on the That's all. You only got one. Uh, Rhea, Lane I Johnson. Gave to, I gave it to Lane, I think, either last week or the week before for that reason. All right, but I'm going to tell you, when, when Brian Baldinger comes on at 9, mm-hmm. he breaks tape down. I want to know if this is prime Lane Johnson. Yeah, obviously, they did a great job of, of holding back Nick Bosa, right? Yeah, yeah. But is he still playing the way he played when he was 100%? Because he's not 100%. No, now. That's not, called yeah. a adductor uh, muscle. Adductor, Somebody yeah. told me where adductor, it is. Yeah. Adductor, but it's like right near your groin area. Mm-hmm. Hey. So for lower body strength. It's no, a it core said injury. for left, you can't put as much strength on your left side. Mm-hmm. That's tough. And yet, it looked like he was doing great. And he has made great sacrifices to get this far this season. We need one more 60-minute performance from Lane Johnson. 215-592-9494. We come back. You got to hear this stuff. Tony Romo, Al, they held an intervention <laughs> for him at CBS because he sucks so bad. <laughs> Did it help? That's next. WIP Sports Stop 817. Brought to you by NJ Diet. Eagles went 3-0 against the Giants this season, including 38-7 beating the Eagles late on them in the playoffs. Eagles went 14-3 in the regular season. They've outscored their playoff opponents 69-14. However, Giants safety Julian Love is not impressed with Coach Nick Sirianni, saying the Eagles roster is so good anyone could coach it. Brandon Graham had some thoughts on Love's comments. People always got something to say when they're at home, so they got some stuff to think about. What he did last year with a team that, you know, nobody thought was going to do much, you know, he ended up getting us to the playoffs. And then for his second year, it's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to bring players in to get uh, to do exactly what you need them to do. And we did that. He said anybody can coach the, this team. It's like, man, it don't matter uh, because at the end of the day, it's on your GM and your president and pe- uh, people to be able to bring guys in and sign guys and have people want to come to this organization. So, I mean, man, it's a whole bunch of different factors other than just him talking about Coach Sirianni. Eagles will practice today and tomorrow at the NovaCare Complex. Don't give up on your New Year's resolution. Contact NJ Diet today, and they will contractually guarantee you will shed 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days. Visit NJDiet.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Some clouds windy with temperatures dropping through the day. It is currently 26. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.